Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. When she could no longer hide, she took for him she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and dabbed it with bitumen and pinch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. And as his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him, now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. While her young women walked beside the river, she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman, and she took it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the child went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, because she said, I drew him out of the water. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A momentous day for ODR. Yes. Well, tell us why this is a momentous day for ODR. Well, Thomas, we are finally in the permanent knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, um, that doesn't feel like a possibility, but yes. I know. I know. We, we are in the permanent podcasting home in 221 in our new building. Um, this is probably not super widely known, but ODR has been very nomadic. It's just, we just kind of had to pop all the gear around to whatever office is available. Very annoying. And um, not just annoying for like us trying to record it, but like also being like, hey, can I kick you out of your office? So thanks to the generous people of our church, we now have a place to chop these passages up. That's awesome. Yeah, you've you've driven out to my house. We've recorded in the barn. You've oh, recorded man. at Jason's house. You've recorded... I mean, like, it's been all over the place. My, my least favorite ODR memory, we will get to this passage, but my least favorite ODR memory, I took all of the stuff to Jason's new Epic Treehouse office yeah. to uh, to record. And it's like a lot of a lot of crap. And got out there. There's like a ladder to get up into the treehouse, so I'm like hoisting mic stands and, you know, $400 mics up there. And then um, I'd forgotten the power cable for the red box that oh. makes it all possible. Oh, and then D's had a cable that was the right type of cable, but it was like one volt too weak. And so it couldn't power everything on. And so we just had to throw in the towel, but no yeah. more. Hey, so you know what? Folks are driving in there saying, so interesting, but I'm about to pull into my office. Yeah, Hurry yeah. and get to yep. our daily rhythm in the scripture today. Moses. And so, hey, we make new memories now as we uh, remember the past. But, mm -hmm. you know, Hebrews 11 such an incredible chapter. We've been going through it verse by verse. And as we go through it, we're reading not just the the reference in the book of Hebrews, but going back and looking in the Old Testament yep. and exploring where it comes from. And so this this verse, Hebrews 11, 23, 
By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw the child was beautiful. They were not afraid of the king's edict. And then we see the full story unfold in Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And I think when you look at these, these Old Testament narratives, you know, we're told by the grace of God only what we need to know. Mm-hmm. And we can pose, and I do this when I teach sometimes, especially when I'm preparing to teach, I pose a lot of questions. I wonder about this. I wonder about this. I wonder about that. Mm-hmm. And and that can be helpful. It can help your mind drift towards the things of the Lord, yeah. um, or not drift, but go towards the things of the Lord. But also you can speculate too much sometimes and come up with questions that we're never we're never going to know the answer to this side of heaven. Yeah. This story, though, I really see Moses' mom yeah. come out in this story. Yeah. Can well, you imagine, like what all this lady went through to save her child. Yes. And, you know, I think that's part of the beauty of the Hebrews 11 chapter. So obviously you have your Abrahams and, you know, like your just total landmark, you know, uh, people in the scripture narrative. But you also, you know, this verse in 23, Moses is the only um, person named. So it's easy to think like, oh, this is, just Moses getting put in the hall of faith. But actually, you know, this is what the Hebrews author in this verse specifically is really pointing to is his parents yeah. who put their life on the line to, to preserve their child. And, you know, I think that it, it is really powerful that it wasn't just, you know, this paternal love that compelled them to do that, but it, it was actually faith. Yeah. And faith in the promise of God. And, you know, the verse before us 22 is talking about how Joseph at the end of his life, he he um, makes mention, he basically prophesies the exodus of the Israelites. And then, you know, we have this passage about that in faith, um, Moses' parents, mm-hmm. you know, preserved him. And, and you That's know, right. I, I highly doubt that they thought like, ooh, our son is going to lead God's people out of here. I mean, maybe, but probably not. But I think that it highlights this beautiful aspect of faith that, you know, they were they were following the call of the Lord and um, they they had no idea what was in store. They didn't they didn't see their child, you know, beholding God's glory on the peak of Sinai. And and yet it was this one act, uh, a small but dangerous act that then had just an incredible ripple effect that impacts all of our lives today. Yeah, I I think you're exactly right. And there's a double giving of their son too, which is, you know, the mom like saves, waits and saves the son and then gives the son up, not knowing what will happen. The daughter, her daughter waits to see what's going to happen. You just wonder if the mom can't even like bear to, to see. Yeah. Or maybe she just knows she can't be present. Um, it would be too indicting for her to be present. But then this, then Moses is given back mm-hmm. and you what can just gift, imagine yeah. all those days that she is nursing her son and loving her son and he's gaining his personality and it's coming out and she's mm-hmm. seeing him that she's just wondering, should I just take him and run? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just, I would just imagine that's, oh, man. that was probably a thought. And then to double give her son, gave him up once and then three months later gives him up again. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is a, a, a narrative that, we actually see uh, earlier. Mm. We see in Genesis, 
the giving of a son, the being yeah. willing to sacrifice a son. Mm-hmm. This is not just uh, an Exodus 2 theme. And this is a great foreshadowing of giving up a son in order to save a people. Mm. I mean, the gospel is in this wow. riverbed yeah. in the Nile. Yeah, that's so so it, awesome. It's just incredible that this anguish you can imagine Moses' mom had over giving her son, the anguish that um, Abraham most likely had when he had to, to be prepared to sacrifice his son. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. then the the giving of the ultimate son, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus mm. Christ by the Father, and gave him once to live here on the earth, and then gave him again over to the cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a double giving in, in our story of followers of Christ that we receive. Let's just not walk on that. Yeah. Let's just not take the love of God and that sacrifice for granted. I'm sure that Moses' mom did not take yeah. the giving of her son for granted. Let's not take the Lord's giving for granted. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's easy. There, there's an awesome glimpse into the kingdom of God here where, you know, I think it's, it's easy to come into this mindset that like when we get to heaven, you know, it's going to be all these, we're going to get there and there'll be like Jesus on his throne. And then all these, you know, kind of like Billy Graham's and Abraham and, you know, whoever your John Piper, whoever your heroes are that yeah. are just going to be kind of, you know, we're going to get to like draw near and, sure. you know, behold our like earthly heroes. What I love, and, and you know, I'm for my own time in the word, I'm reading Luke, and, and Jesus is just like in his ministry pounding the drum of the last, the least will be the greatest. That's right. And the last will be first. And I think one of the, the beautiful things to think about is these people who throughout history have taken, you know, small, like we don't, you know, we're not given a name here. We're, we just know that that Moses' parents acted in obedience to the Lord and and faith. And, you know, I I think in heaven, you know, I I think of like one of the greatest joys for me is being involved with the ministry of help the persecuted. Yeah. And and persecuted church ministry is like another one of those places where people taking small but dangerous acts of faith just – absolutely moves mountains that's right for the kingdom of of god and and, you know that's such a great thing to aspire to because we can do that you know like we can all give the best sermons in the world we can't all write books but we can all you know just do simple things in faith that where we crucify ourselves uh and take up our cross but where we have union with our lord in faith and maybe maybe we can land the plane on that note in, in my own personal reflections recently, um, the idea of the Lord does not call us to comfort mm-hmm. has come up over and over again. Amen. And the story of the birth of Moses and the giving of Moses does not create a sense of comfort. Yeah. Um, especially not for his parents. Now it did for the people later. Mm-hmm. And I think the giving of God's son, Jesus, does not create a sense of of comfort for the Lord. It does for us, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a big sacrifice that yeah. the Lord would, would give his only son for us and then send him to the cross. Yeah. And I think the persecuted church crucifying ourselves, taking up our cross daily and following him. 
We just need to realize, hey, the life that God calls us to once we're redeemed, mm-hmm. one day there will be incredible comfort, mm-hmm. comfort like we've never had before. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that happens in this life and that's okay. Amen. Yeah. The more we strip ourselves of the the comforts of Egypt and, and the hopes of this world, the more we find a true and lasting comfort and hope. Amen. Well, for Will Carla, I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.